Good day, and welcome to another edition of The Journey Life with Dr. Joe, where here we accept that journey living is holistic living, which is living of the mind, the body, and the spirit. I hope you're well and I hope you're blessed, and we look forward to another exciting podcast here at The Journey Life Podcast with yours truly, Dr. Joe. On last week, if you didn't have the opportunity to hear the broadcast, be certain you take some time and check it out. Um, It was the first podcast that we did in the realm of emotions and basically emotional manifestations. Journey life is mind, it's holistic, mind, body and spirit. So you'll hear some things that are, uh, you know, connected with and to the physical body, diet, exercise, losing weight issues. You'll hear things that are spiritually based as well as things that are based in emotions as well, because in order to be a whole person, you have to um, be very diligent in dealing specifically with all areas and aspects of one's life, not only the body, but the mind and the spirit. Big shout out to all the people who make this particular podcast um, not only possible, but a success um, to our screening team, our production team and our newsletter team to the journey administrator, to all of you guys, a big shout out to you. And um, just know without you, there would be no journey life podcast. So here we are today. And um, on last week's episode, when we we're talking about emotional baggage. And it was um, got a lot of good feedback from that. Um, it seemed as if it definitely resonated with a lot of people, which is good. And I received a lot of basically personal questions about it. It was a lot of inboxes on Facebook. And if you want to follow me there, you can go to facebook.com forward slash truth, knowledge, light. Um, I guess people felt more comfortable doing that. Um, and that's fine. You know, at the end of the day, this is all about us growing together. But um, I think this particular podcast is a natural follow up to that particular podcast. And I want to talk about something that we hear often or that has been brought up. And there are just some things that just need a bit more explanation. And I hope that this podcast serves two purposes. Number one, I hope that it kind of gives that extra understanding or that extra bit of research or inspiration from last week, as well as I hope that this particular broadcast and excuse me, podcast opens your eyes to some things that perhaps you did not know. So let's get started. I want to talk this in this particular podcast about soul ties and are they real? And specifically, how do I know that I have one? And ultimately, how do I get rid of it? How do I break from this soul, this particular soul tie? So let's take some time. And um, I like to define what I'm talking about. And let's kind of just dive in and we'll get started throughout my entire podcast. I'll have scriptures that substantiate certain points that I choose to make. I'll say them. And it's great because um, you can listen to this. And run it back however many times you decide, as well as you can go back and reference the scriptures that I give. So um, what is a soul tie? Let's first of all start with defining what a soul tie is. 
This isn't something that if you look up, you'll find this definition. This is my definition that I'm giving for a soul tie. A soul tie is a spiritual and or emotional connection created with another person through intimate interactions. Again, a soul tie is a spiritual and or emotional connection created with a person through intimate interactions. Now, I said that because many times people base intimacy on sex. If you remember in the previous week's um, podcast, I was talking about cheating and things of that nature. And people always think that cheating is physical. The act of sex, the act of having sexual interactions with the person outside of the bond of marriage or relationship, uh, et cetera, so on and so forth. But there are other ways to, quote unquote, cheat. You see, when you are involved within a person and within the context of a marriage, you are sharing a very special place spiritually together. There is a place that only that mate and that spouse should share with you, you with them, so on and so forth. And there are other ways to compromise that space that is beyond and can oftentimes transcend sex. There are other things that in many instances are even more intimate than having physical intercourse with a person. It can be a conversation. It can be the type of conversation. It could be um, the way you listen to a person. It can be the amount of consideration that you give a different person, you know. There are different ways to be intimate with another individual besides just intimacy. So that's why I say that I do believe that a soul tie can be created with a person and there is no sexual interactions that occur. Now, I don't think that that's the bulk of the issues that we come across, because I do think that sex amplifies just by nature of it. And we'll get into that in terms of how God created it, that amplifies and enhances the connectivity of any individual. So if you are close with the person, right, if you've established some type of chemistry with them, some type of intimacy with them, and then sex is added, it's going to be basically that amplifier that makes that connection that much stronger. But what I'm saying is I do think that there are connections we can have with people spiritually and emotionally and sex is not involved for the same reason. I believe that a person can, quote unquote, cheat without just having sex. I think it's far deeper. And I think that our minds are entirely too focused on uh, having understanding through physical manifestations that basically if we can't touch it, feel it, that it's not real. But all things are spiritual. I believe in that. Um, in order to substantiate my comment, soul ties aren't just about sex, but rather intimate intimacy that is shared. The concept of a soul being bonded to another soul in the Bible comes from a relationship between two platonic friends and the word that is used is not a soul tie but it says that their souls were knitted okay first samuel 18 and 1 says and it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto saul that the soul of jonathan that was saul's son was knit with the soul of david and jonathan loved him 
as his own soul. They were two friends, David, the future king of Israel, and at this time Saul was the king of Israel, but the son of Saul, Jonathan, and David became best friends. And it's the concept of Jonathan and David's soul being knitted together, okay, that this concept of soul ties has manifested in a Christian context. This is where it comes from. Now, these were friends. They were platonic friends. They were like brothers. So the point that I'm trying to use is to let you know and to understand biblically based the concept of two souls coming together is not just in the context of having sex. And I think that that's important for us to point out. And again, you can reference that scripture at your leisure. First Samuel 18 and one. Now, let me switch gears a bit and let you know that sex is a various is a is a very serious act. It is an act that has been made casual in our society. If you if you really think about it, you know, every time you turn on television, sex, they use sex to sell products, they use sex to get your attention. When you look at music videos, it's full of sex and not just clean sex, but almost perverted sex. Our um, children are hypersexed. Men are hypersexed. Women are hypersexed. You know, women are now entering in, in this in this secular culture that is being created to where they want to be sexually independent. Women, in many regards, in in the movements in the movements that we're seeing in the United States of America. They want sexual independence, meaning that women want to be able to engage in sexual activity and be held to the same standard of a man. Let me break that down again. Basically, women want to be able to have sex just like men because men have sex with as many women as they want. And it's defined as being a man. But if a woman has sex with as many men as she wants, she's considered loose She's considered promiscuous. She's considered some other things that I'm sure you all can kind of understand and know kind of where I'm getting at. I want to keep it clean as I can. So we see that. Now, what you have to understand, those of you who are listening to this, don't fall into the trap of this society making you think that sex is okay outside of your spiritual and religious belief systems don't let people make you think that being kept that there's something wrong with it being a virgin that there's something being wrong with it being a second time virgin meaning that you're not a virgin technically but you've made another vow to do that until you find yourself within the confines of marriage don't allow society to rob you of what it is that you believe and that you know to be true. Because there are a lot of things that go on in society that people try to make us think it's all right to do this and it's not. Let's remember that. Now, let me give you a couple of reasons as to why sex is serious. And I want you to make the connection. Number one, God uses sex to bring two different people together. It's a spiritual act. OK, see, we think it's physical, but it's not. The overall manifestation of sex is a spiritual act because 
God uses the act of sex to cause Eve or the woman to leave her father or her family and the man to leave his family, come together as one in the bond of marriage and become one entity or one flesh. So when the souls are bonded, spiritual, the bond occurs through the act of the consummation of that marriage through sex It's a gift. One flesh, you see. Genesis 2 and 24 says, therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. So the fleshly part is the act of sex. But when those two individuals come together as one, that's spiritual because you cannot have when, when, when one person comes together with a different person in the act of sex, one flesh, that is a the act is physical, but the manifestation is spiritual. The second reason why sex is serious is because it is the sole process of how God allows life to come forward. You can't talk your way on conception. You can't think your way on on have on on conception. You know, you don't dance and become pregnant. You don't you don't drive down the street. No, it's the act of sex that brings forth life. Now how now think about that. How can you take something that the only thing and the only way to bring forth life is through this act, i.e. sex. How can you take something that 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 is that major and that special and make it casual and not think that the act of something that's so important and spiritual being reduced to something so common and casual is not going to have negative repercussions on the body, on the mind and the spirit. Number three, the third reason why sex is 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 very serious. It was intended for people within the confines of marriage. It was intended for people within the confines of marriage. Read the Bible. You'll see this. So when you look to see how serious sex is, that is, it's used to bring people together as one. It is used to bring forth life. It's used within the confines of a committed relationship where no one else is supposed to be doing this with a specific person, but that person's mate. You cannot take something that is as serious as what I just said in all of those different areas and make it casual and make it a one night stand. And make it just something that I'm doing and not expect to experience negative repercussions in the mind, the body and the spirit. Now, whenever something is done outside of what it was created to do, it becomes perverted. We talked about this. Perversion, and I will say it. All right. Anytime something happens outside of what it was intended to do, it's perverted. Sex outside of marriage with a multiple people, that's perverted. It wasn't intended for that. And whenever there's a perversion, there are negative repercussions. Same sex 
two men, a man being with a man. You can't have you can't bring forth life that way. Two women coming together, you can't bring forth life that way. Our culture has tried to make adaptations to that and forced it down our throats to tell us it's normal, it's natural. No, it's not. I don't care what you say. It's not. Okay, period. And people need to be okay and realize that it's all right that you accept the fact that you don't believe that that's natural. That's fine because we have a freedom of speech. We have a freedom of believing what we want to believe. Now, it does not justify discriminating on other people, but we have the right to believe what it is that we believe. And you, we all know and understand that. If two men could bring forth life together and two women could bring forth life together, maybe I would reconsider. But that has never happened, is not happening, and it will never happen in a natural context. And see, whenever something is perverted happens, there are always prices that have to be paid. Bottom line. So let's remember that. Now, if you are a person and you're listening to this and you live a life of a uh, sexual immorality and you're promiscuous and you're a man and you've got a lot of sexual partners and you're a woman. If you got, listen, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just here to let you know that when any of us make selections to do things that are outside of the will of God, there's a price we must must pay. And one of the prices that we are paying right now are creating, are living with being tied with a person that in many instances you don't either, you either don't want to be tied to them or they're no longer in your life. Now, what I want to do, I want to switch gears again. I'm going to give you a, a bit of commentary and wrap things up. But I want to give you signs that you have a soul tie. Because somebody here is listening to this and you're like, man, I know that's me. You probably read the titles like this is me. But there may be someone else like, well, maybe it's not. How, how do I know if I have a soul tie? Number one. If you are in your life. And you cannot emotionally move on with your life. You've tried, but it seems like that person still occupies a piece of your soul it's been months it's been years and you just can't move forward you just can't move on you just can't let go that's spiritual that is a sign of a soul tie period two when your ex or that person in your past Becomes the standard whereby all others are measured. You're living your life trying to replace that person. You see, you, you're looking for traits. You're looking for certain things that remind you of that person. You see that that person has left such a major impact in your life that you can't even move on. You're looking for something specific instead of who God wants you to have. And see, when you have a soul tie, you can't get what God has for you because you're looking for something that's in alignment 
with that person that's still occupying that place in your heart and your soul. So what happens is you begin to make selections on people who ultimately may not even be in alignment with God's will for you. You see, when you have a soul tie, you try to move on. It's almost like being like in a in a in a car lease or in a in a in a in a house lease. You know, you're you're renting a place or you're leasing a place and and you've got three more years in your lease. You got all this negative equity, but you're trying to get something new. There isn't any money that has been freed up because all of this stuff that's based on your past is absorbing all of your resources. And you can't afford to buy a new place. Now, this is rich and keep the old place. See, that's where many of us are emotionally. You can't get what God has for you because there are too much emotional Negative equity that's being tied up in someone from your past because you've created a soul tie with them. And until that tie has been broken, you cannot live a life of freedom. That's rich. Third sign of a of a soul tie. You cannot experience happiness like you could with that person. You cannot experience happiness like you could with that person. That's torturous, you see. That's a person who clinically cannot move forward, cannot move in the direction that God has them. They're confused. They're caught up on the past. Their destiny has been compromised because of this unhealthy soul tie. Now, I want you to pay attention to me. I want you to listen. Because all of what I'm preparing to tell you is authentic Dr. Joe. That means I didn't get it from anyone. But I'm trying to tell you something that may help you. Although the creation of a soul tie is the same for men and women. The effects on us emotionally oftentimes can be different for a man and for a woman. The reason that I say this and so so let me let me break that down before I move forward. What I'm saying is men can experience soul ties and women can experience soul ties, but the manifestation on the personalities can be different for a man than it is for a woman, you see. Now the natural question at this moment is why? And that's a good question if you're asking that. The reason why the manifestation of, of a soul tie is different via the emotions or the personality of a man and woman, because the very act of sex is completely different for a man as it is for a woman. Now, let me be graphic, but let me be real. When a man has sex with a woman, right? He is entering into something. He is the possessor of something. He is the taker of something. And let's get street for a minute just to make it relevant. Guys in the streets, they say, yeah, yeah, I got that. I hit that. She gave it up. See, it's an act of taking something, of entering into the the anatomical act of sex. A man is entering in. He's taking 
He's possessing. He's removing something. See, the spirituality of it, he is literally taking the energy. He is taking the spirit. He is taking a piece of your soul. That's where that whole concept of being tied to that individual. So the act of a man creating a soul tie is in the act of taking, possessing, entering. So what happens is when a man becomes promiscuous, you see. When he creates soul tie after soul tie after soul tie, his personality is inundated by a plethora of different souls. He's he's adding souls within him and that act becomes chaotic. Yet all of these spirits on the inside of you and what happens with a man? He becomes confused. How does he become confused? He can't settle on one woman. That is the byproduct of a soul tie. That is the platform of spiritual warfare on the enemy. So what happens is a lot of men who have been or who are promiscuous can't be satisfied with one woman. Because within your soul is chaotic It's the presence of all of these different spirits. And you become confused and you begin to look for different things and different people. And you begin to let Susan marry and 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 all of these different women just to make you feel like you're happy. That's the byproduct of living perverted lives, of living a life that is outside of taking a spiritual act like sex and trying to make it casual. There's a price that you pay. Now, let's switch gears and go to females. The act of sex for a man is completely different from the act of sex from the vantage point of a woman. Whereas a woman is where, whereas a, excuse me, a man is possessing, he's entering, he's taking. When a woman has sex with a man, she is allowing him to trespass. He is a she's allowing him to enter in. She is allowing him to possess her. She is allowing him to enter into a personal space. Now you just think about this for a second. Which one seems more sacred? If I go over a friend's house and I go and go in the friend's house and I sit on the friend's couch and I drink the friend's um, um, beverage and I eat the friend's food and then I leave whenever I want. Or is it more sacred when you allow someone else to come in your house? The act of sex for a woman is just as important and is just as special but there's something about the act of allowing someone to trespass you that has a bit of a higher sense of spirituality, spiritual repercussions to it, you see. So whereas a man is taking, a woman is giving. So as she gives herself, she becomes knitted to that soul in the act of giving a piece of herself, you see.
And that can become confusing just like it can a man. So as a man is promiscuous, as souls are added to him, he becomes confused. As a woman is promiscuous, she takes a piece of herself to give it away. So a man is added to confusion, chaotic. A woman is divided, confusion. You see. See, sisters, when you're giving of yourself. You are reducing yourself. That's what's happening. You are taking a piece of yourself and you're giving it away. Piece by piece by piece by piece. Now, the ultimate message is. How do I fix it? You've told me what it is. You've told me how I got it. You've given me scriptures, Dr. Joe. How do I fix this? Listen, I wish I had a simple fix. And I'm going to give you what I can. But it's going to take work. It's going to take time. The first thing you have to do is acknowledge that you have one. See, sometimes the enemy will use giving you everything in a man or a woman that you think you want, but is in complete misalignment with what with God's will. And when that person that, you know, is not in alignment with God's destiny for you is in your life, but it's everything you think you want. That's a powerful, powerful battle to overcome. And when you mix sex on the inside of that particular potential spiritual warfare, you got yourself a losing record. You have to first be mature enough to say, you know what, this is me. So, number one, acknowledge it. The second thing, surrender to changing your lifestyle. Listen, it's nothing any of us are missing out there by not being promiscuous. Everybody either got something. Diseases. People living double lives. People lying to you. You dealing with representatives, people are presenting themselves to be this. But when you come to find them, they're that. It's nothing you miss. Let's be real. It's nothing out there that we are missing out on. The only thing we missing out on is adding more sleepless nights. Think about the times to when you've been driven to your wits end. Outside of financial situations, the vast majority of your issues have revolved around some type, some form of relationship that you've been involved in. And sex was somewhere in the mix. People letting you down, people lying to you. And see, what happens is when you're not emotionally tied to a person and they lie, it don't make no difference. It's like, man, I got to go. But when you are connected to a person, they lie to you. And they tell you things that aren't true. They play with your emotions. They don't meet your expectations. That is a pain that can be very difficult for any of us. To deal with. 
But the last thing that we need to do, you've probably heard it. You may not want to hear it, but it's pray. And I want to pray for you before we leave. Now, what I want you to understand is you have to believe in your heart, soul and mind that there is nothing that you can be in the midst of that God can't fix, that God can't remove, that God cannot handle. Matthew 21 and 21 says, Jesus answered and said unto them. Verily, I say unto you. If you have faith. And doubt not. You shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree. But also, if you say unto this mountain. Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done. See, the power of manifesting things in your life is not in what you say. Mountain be ye removed, but it's believing in what you're claiming. That's what the word says. So right now, if you are a person and you're at your computer, you're on your mobile device and you're in a place to where you can close your eyes, I want you to repeat these words after me. We're going to release ourselves from this. If you are a person that you're driving in your car and you can't close your eyes, just say it. But if you have a soul tie and you know it, nobody else has to know this. You don't have to write anybody. You don't have to tell me this is you. But if you know that this message is for you with tears in your eyes right now, with pain in your heart. I want you to repeat after me. Dear God. I thank you for who you are. Dear God. I pray for release of this spiritual tie. God, I know I've made mistakes and I know that I've lived outside of your will for me. But right now, Lord Jesus, I pray that you fix me, that you make me over, that you turn my life around and put me in the right direction. God, remove, and right now, saints, I want you to say whoever that person's name is, call it. Remove that person's name from my life. Remove their spirit. Remove their power over me. Erase remnants of the pain that has been left in my mind, in my spirit, and in my emotions. God, right now, I pray for the removal of the old. And I ask that you prepare me, not for what I want, but for what you want me to have. God, I believe right now that despite my wrongs in my past, that because of your blood, I can be right in my present and in my future. Allow me to rise above where I am. Remove every yoke that's holding me back. Break every chain that is keeping me from moving forward. Lord, I'm speaking to this mountain and I am claiming that in your power, you remove it. Lord, I know that it's already been done because you said in your word 
that if I believe in it, that it is done. God, I know you've done your part and I vow to do my part. I pray for blessings. I pray for increase. I pray for progress. And I pray that you allow me to stay in a place of peace, of joy, of happiness and of love in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. I believe it. I receive it. And it's already done. And they all said, Amen. Well, gang, there it is. Another edition of the journey life with yours truly, Dr. Joe. Well, here we believe that journey living is holistic living, living of the mind, the body and the spirit. If you have a question, hit us up at AskDrJoe at ForMyJourney.com. If you want more information about the journey process, visit us at ForMyJourney.com. Peace, love, happiness and blessings. We'll see you next time.